Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Cricket Ultras. This is Arun Sudhaman, and I'm joined by my co-host, Darren Burns. Darren, how are you? I'm unreal, Arun, thanks. Just re- coming back from the Chinese New Year holiday, which we all have a week off here in China, so that was, that was really fun. Getting back into the uh, new year now and looking forward to all the cricket. In fact, I've been watching a lot of cricket over the last week because it's been a cavalcade of cricket in all formats, Mostly, of course, T20. It's been fun. Mm, indeed. And for my part, I'm here in a hotel in Dubai where I am reliably informed there are members <laughs> of the PSL teams staying. That's not why I'm here, by the way. I didn't just turn up here because I thought I could stake out the lobby. Skank an interview somehow. And, and see if, <laughs> if Brendan McCullum will give us a, a few minutes. No, it is, it is the first day of the PSL. Uh, it's... it's it's uh, starting tonight with Peshawar Zalmi versus the Multan Sultans at the Dubai International Cricket Stadium. So you could, you could say I am, I am recording this live from the PSL. Um, and it should be quite a fun tournament. I mean, they've got some really kind of interesting players. They've got, I think tonight, uh, Kumar Sangakara is, is, is playing for the Sultans, uh, Imran Tahir. I think both the Bravo brothers are involved, Darren Sami, Wahab Riaz. So. And then, you know, there's, I think you were mentioning this... Uh, KP, Kevin Peterson, of course, ne- never want to miss out on a T20 tournament <laughs> anywhere <laughs> yes, in the world. We've got this, the same old the usual suspects. Of course, we've, we've also got Shane Watson. Uh, of course, we have the big hitting Evan Lewis from the West Indies lining up there. And of course, we've got Boom Boom Afridi. Um, I thought he retired, but he's still around. And of course, we've got the got Mitchell Johnson. Yeah, well, a couple of Mitchells, also I there. think. We've got Mitchell Johnson and Mitch, Mitch, Mitch McLennigan. Um, Who's you know, I guess rebounding from his IPL disappointment by yes. by just just focusing. And of course, Chris Lynn is now pulled out of his his stint with the Lahore Qualanders. Uh, he got an injury to his shoulder last night in the um, final in the, of the Tri Series. So, so the final was a bit of a, I mean, not not too literally, I guess, was a, a bit of a damp squib. Um, but there was a lot of fire firepower on display in this tournament. Talk, maybe you can talk us through it. There really was, and I mean, I, I think. Yeah, firepower is a good way to look at it. I mean, I think if you look at the, the team that Australia put on the park, that top seven is absolutely devastating. Uh, every single batsman, the top five are all, all opening batsmen, basically. And they all open the batting in T20 format. So you have this power that never ends. And so last night, I, I thought it was a great example of you had Warner up top um, with young Darcy Short, who I thought would be doing very well. So Short has obviously been picked up in the IPL. He's a sensational player, a great timer of the ball. Um, then coming at number three, uh, in some games you had Chris Lynn. He didn't come in at number three last night because he was injured, but that's, that's a, he, he normally opens the batting. So number three, then you have Glenn Maxwell and Aaron Finch at five. That is a powerful batting lineup and all of them perform in a series at some stage or the other. So I think that's a great formula going forward. It actually looks like there's no room for Smith in this team at the moment, um, and I think that's right. It looks like David Warner will go on and captain the team uh, in the longer term, I think. <laughs> Smith is too much of a classicist for this team. Um, <laughs> they, 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 you know, these are all batsmen that can just easily clear the boundary, can't they? I think, I think they, they really can. And then, of course, you have at number six, you have Stoinis or Mitchell Marsh, perhaps. And then Carey at number seven, the keeper, who's also an opening batsman for his state in the big, the big bash. So 
basically you have seven opening batsmen, powerful opening batsmen in the top seven. And then of course they have a great mix of bowling. So they have Ashton Agar has really stepped up to the plate, the left arm spinner. And then you've got the fast bowlers. Uh, I think the only only person they're missing from this team really is probably Mitchell Stark, who'd force his way back in as, as, as a bowler, but that's really about it. And I think led by David Warner, the energy was was amazing. And I, and I liked what he was saying. Um, basically, he said he lets his bowlers more or less set their own fields um, and bowl where they want to bowl. And you could see it on, on, on display. You saw that the, basically the, the bowlers were moving the field around, which was, um, which was great, and, and re-backing his bowlers. And I think he really brought a great energy to the team. You could see them bouncing around and really keen whether it was in the field or with the bat, and a great belief. So he looks a great captain, and I believe he's also captaining uh, the Hyderabad again this year, correct, in the IPL. Um, yep. Yeah, he's done well in the IPL. I just wonder, I mean, not everyone is convinced about Stephen Smith as a captain. Um, mm. And I just wonder, do you think uh, this, might, this might destabilize his captaincy? I mean, I don't know if, if a similar thing happened to Steve War at the end of his, at the end of his tenure. Yeah, I, I just think now with, if you look at the, ma- the major cricket playing countries, so India, England, Australia, they just play so much cricket now. I, I think it's very difficult for the for, to have one captain across all formats. And I think you saw that with England. And I think Joe Root batted beautifully in the, um, the, the one-day series against Australia, and he was sort of relieved of the captaincy. So he didn't have to worry about captaining the team. He came out and just batted with, with, flu- with fluency, and he looked great. Uh, I think that's a winning formula. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, so I think, I mean, for obviously for India, Virat Kohli does captain all three formats, but, you know, increasingly he doesn't appear to be a human. He's got some sort of android um, yeah, deal he going just, on. But where... he seems to thrive in, in, in each, of the, each of the formats, right, as, as captain and player. Um, so he's happy doing that. Let's see. Yeah, I just wonder how long he can maintain... That intensity. So coming back to the Tri-Series, of course, the, the fifth match, I think, was, was the one that caught everyone's eye. Uh, New Zealand yes, batted first, scored 243 for six. Martin Guptill with a 50-ball 100. Uh, Monroe, uh, six sixes in his 76. Uh, and Australia just, just kind of breezed past it. Uh, <laughs> they did. I think they had a, a whole over to spare. Um, I mean... If, as anyone's watched on TV, the Eden Park ground is, is tiny. It's basically a rugby, rugby pitch. Um, the boundaries down the ground, I think, are probably no more than 50 meters or so. So it's very easy to clear those off a variety of edges. And I think Darcy's short in the chase. I think he scored his first 20 runs off edges. <laughs> edges for six over third man. Edges past the stumps. It's a tiny, tiny ground. And the other night, the pitch was quite good. Whereas on, in the final, I think the wicket was a bit tacky. So... The wicket was a bit slower, harder to get the ball away. And you saw a lot of sky catches in the outfield, but a very small ground and super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the attitude of the Australians was, was, again, quite interesting where they asked them after the game, after, the, you know, after they bowled and, and sort of leaked 243, and they all sort of shrugged their shoulders and they were happy and they were like, well, you know, it's a small ground. Let's see what happens when we bat. Um, we didn't get too worried about it because a lot of the, you know, the sixes were off edges, which doesn't make it a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. When you see half the boundaries off the edge going over 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 the over the fence for six, but and it's super exciting to watch thirty-two sixes being hit in a game. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right over. though. You're right. I think it is a little weird when edges and mishits are carrying for six. I'm not sure. This is what um, 
this is necessarily what should be happening, right? When, when bowlers are inducing false strokes and yet they're being punished. In the, you know, I, I think Alan Gardner writing in Crick Info said this was a night to make bowlers question their life choices. Um, <laughs> yeah. You really have to have some, some sympathy for them. AJ Ty yeah. conceded Everybody 64 from his four overs. Right, New Zealand, uh, Wheeler from New Zealand. Zero for 64 from 3.1 overs. I mean, yeah, he got absolutely carded. It's just awful, I guess. I hope they don't take, they don't take this too seriously. Martin Guptill became the leading run scorer in T20 internationals. So another, another um, black cap on top of, on top of a ranking. Uh, he actually overtook, overtook his compatriot, Brendan McCullum. That's um, so, right. Yeah, well, and he still can't get an IPL contract. Poor old Marty. Um, <laughs> well, that's... I, think I, feel sorry. Just, I do feel sorry yeah. for him. They say he can't play spin at all, but you'd think there'd be some... It doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of these wickets in India and the IPL are not big turners anyway. No, right? it doesn't so, really um, matter. I mean, I think it's crazy. We talked about this before. I think this is a this is a more about box office rather than than cr- cricketing ability. Um, tell us about England. They they didn't make it to the final. They seem to be playing quite well in in the in the fifty over uh, format. Of course, um, how did they play in the T twenties? I think they sort of limped limped along in the T twenties. You know, it's been a long summer for them out in Australia. I think they look good in the one-day one day series. You know, they all actually won a game against New Zealand the other night, um, just, but it wasn't enough to get them through the final. So, yeah, they, they look pretty ordinary. I think they're probably, you know, it's T20, though. It's, it's hard to say on the back of a couple of matches, but I think they, they seem to be missing a couple of players. They obviously miss Stokes quite a lot. I mean, we, we can't harp on about how much they do miss Stokes in that format. Some of the bowlers seem to be injured. Um but yeah, I think Australia just a powerhouse. I think their bowling is is good, but that powerhouse top seven they have, um, I don't think any other side in the world can match that. Um, I was looking through the sides, not not man for man, seven seven real powerhouse hitters. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that. I, if I I think that certainly in terms for India, it's been a failing in that they haven't had uh, consistent, you know, big hitters through the top order. Um, and that has changed. They, that, that's, it's improved. And I think you, you saw the results of that in their series against South Africa, where they won their first, their first international series of any description in South Africa by winning the one-day series. And, and part of that right. is down to the fact that they have they've brought in some of the, the better batsmen from the, the uh, IPL. So Manish Pandey, for example, obviously Hardik Pandya, uh, and then some of the others have have delivered. So Shikhar Dhawan, Rohit Sharma, you know, and then of course they have Virat Kohli. So that gives them maybe five, but it it doesn't give them the seven. And especially now that Dhoni doesn't clear the boundary. Uh, and then you're right. I don't think any of the other teams can match that. You know, where every batsman can can clear can easily clear the boundary. And it, it's a really in, interesting thing. But of course, it's a high risk strategy, right? Because even in in T20s. Um, you can, you know, they're not always going to be played at Eden Park. And, uh, you, you know, the, there's the prospect of a collapse. Yeah. I think, but I think they do have players that can stick in. I think Maxwell's changed his attitude a bit. By the way, he was player of the series. Um, oh, and, and it seems that David Water manages him quite well. See, um, interesting. <laughs> as opposed to some other people, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. in the Australian setup. Yes. Um, yeah, look, he, he, he's matured. Even though he, 
he he went ballistic a couple of times. He did actually pace himself well. So uh, and, and so did Finch, to be honest, I think the other night. So they don't just come in and bash from the get-go. I think the only one who does that really is probably Darcy Short and Chris Lynn. Yeah. I don't think Chris Lynn can build an innings. He just smashes everything. Um, and he comes off or he doesn't. But I do think you have in Finch and, and, and Maxwell in particular, you do have people that are going to build an innings there. Um, but, but yet they can just clear the boundary at will and they can really score quickly when they need to. So yeah. that looks like a good... But, you know, obviously in England or other places where the ball's doing a bit, mm. it will be interesting to see how that strategy pans out. No question. So anyway, England... But super exciting. You, you mentioned England limping along, perhaps in response to their performance. Trevor Bayliss, England's head coach, uh, has suggested getting rid of T20 internationals uh, and just, just leaving the format as, as a club, as a club league, uh, which is actually, yeah, franchise I think, leagues. yeah, franchise leagues. I think it's an actually quite an interesting suggestion. I, you know, I don't think it'll happen. Um, but you know, I think cricket has struggled because it hasn't had enough, um, you know, cause it has been so focused on the international yes. game. Um, what do you think? Well, if you look at other sports, right, if you look at football or rugby, they do have a lot of, it's, you know, there are sort of seven months of the year or eight months of the year where it's franchise sport, right? Whether it's, I mean, football seems to go on forever in the UK and Europe. It seems to be there's, there's always some trophy or another going on. Um, yes, there is. And people don't seem to get bored with that, right? Or they, or do they? <laughs> uh, no. And, and then, of course, no. in rugby, I don't think so. what I like about rugby is, you know, rugby has a similar thing to the IPL, right? They have this, it's called the Super 15s, right? Where they have 15 clubs from the Southern Hemisphere playing over a two-month or three-month period, um, which I think is an interesting format. I, I did like the tri-series format um, for the T20. I thought that made it more interesting when there was actually a final. Um, but I think these random one-off T20 games and, and random series have no sense at all. I think it would probably make sense to play the domestic or franchise club kind of T20 stuff up until the year of the World Cup, for example, or the and year then, before. Yeah. And then during that year, you have a qualifying like you do in, in normal World Cups, right? Yeah. You have a qualifying year where you play series, and it all means something. Yeah, yeah. And it I, goes I, to a ranking, which means how you get seeded in a tournament. Otherwise, it's these random games here and there just don't mean anything. They mean a lot to bookmakers. <laughs> but then you have a lot of the domestic, the domestic games for bookmakers, right? You could have more... You know, God, yeah. God, they're toying in Australia with a longer BBL, which would double the length of the BBL, which I think is just too long already. Yeah. Currently in the BBL, they play one round against each other, so they play, they play seven matches each. Mm. Now they want to put that at 14, which seems overkill to me. Um, already people in Australia, I think, are a, bit, are a bit kind of frazzled by all the cricket going on. If you look at the turnouts to some of the T20 internationals and the one-day games, they're quite poor. Um, because people are just burned out from the cricket, I think. Yeah, I actually think Trevor Bayliss's ideas are, are good. I, I, I can't see them happening because, of course, the cricket, the ICC here in Dubai, they, they don't really have a very good track record of adopting good ideas. Um, they <laughs> Instead, they seem to be you know, far more addicted to this kind of disease of plenty where they just yeah. want more and more cricket and, and the TV money that follows. I mean, we can talk about the fact that both India and Australia have got their cricket rights deals upcoming. Uh, I think if you asked those boards if they wanted to remove international uh, T20 matches from those rights deals, they would be aghast. 
at this at this idea. But I think he's right. The other thing he said, which I thought was very interesting, um, you know, because we have seen players specialize now. Um, you know, if someone like Mitchell McLennigan, for example, our friend from New Zealand, is a, is a T is Twenty specialist, um, and he was saying he's, he he coaches are going down the route of specialization as well, uh, which is also interesting because at, at the moment, for the most part, I think we you know it's just one coach across formats in in various countries, is it not? And I think that will change yeah, as well. It, it basically is, and I think that's. It goes back to the captaincy issue again, right? Do you have one captain for all formats and one coach for all formats? I don't see why you can't have a combination of a couple. I mean, the other thing for me is the ICC should be trying to get T20 into the Olympics, but they don't want to, it seems, because they probably don't want to share no. revenue or share the rights to that. They probably feel that they can do a better job themselves. But you know, the, if you look at – I saw some stats out of, the, out of Australia that, the other day that said that you know, from the 5- to 15-year-old cricketers – by far and away, their favorite format is T20. I mean, and every year it goes up more and more. So that's the future generation of cricketers, right? More and more cricketers will want to become T20 players only. And I think, on the other hand of this argument, I think the more international T20 we have and the stronger the clubs are and the franchises are, it's good for cricket in general. Because I think you can't just be a test match purist. Um, Because I really do believe that probably in the next couple of years, it's probably only going to be the top five or top six teams that play test match cricket. Oh, wow. I think if we're realistic, yeah. those white ball cricket will start to dominate more and more because I think I've said it before is that's a sport for now. Well, yeah, but it's, it's also, it's not sustainable financially for teams outside. I mean, I would argue outside the top three, really, or top three or four, but even outside the top six, definitely, it's just not sustainable and it's really sad. But yeah, if you look at box right. office, right? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of discussion going on in Australia now about you know the next, well, the next summer in Australia now is is going to be India and Sri Lanka touring. Mm-hmm. Now, look, nobody yeah. wants to have the Sri Lanka game at their venue, right? Because it's not going to draw a crowd. They all want to have the India matches to draw you know the tourists, the box office, and the crowds to that city, right? Um, it just makes economic sense. There's yeah, not much you can do about it, unfortunately. So coming back to the Olympics, that's a really good point, um, and. Uh, I mean, it's it's such a shame. It's not really a shame. It's it's a disgrace, I think, because the ICC members, the majority of ICC members, back cricket uh, applying to the Olympics. But you know, I suppose you do know which country is opposed <laughs> to the idea. <laughs> I'm sure, as always. The same, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 India, uh, which yeah, it's the same country that that was against the review system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. That's it. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's weird. Party of one. Um, apparently, but they can win. They can win gold. It's possible India can win know, gold medals in be, women's. It could be India's thing. first Olympic gold, right? They've never won an Olympic. I think gold. they've never won an Olympic gold, have yeah. they? No, never. They've won a few. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. They may have in kind of shooting or something or wrestling. Right. Um, not not a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. So, sorry to your shooters out there. <laughs> It's true. It's like curling, though. It's not really a, a sport either. But anyway, I, we digress. Ouch. Um, we yes, do. Yes, cricket should be in the Olympics. At the Olympics. It, it, would, it would do nothing but good for the sport, except the BCCI is not keen, is not keen because they're not, they're not convinced they would gain monetarily from Olympic participation. And they could make more money from a bilateral series. 
And this is the yeah, problem. This it's is the sad. problem with cricket. It's really sad. It's just if you're going to focus on the short-term finances, then you really wonder about the long-term health of the game. Or maybe even they go for women's cricket first in the Olympics. I think well, I think that'd that, be a boon. That would right? be great, actually. It'd be a really good idea. That's a that's a, that's a very good idea. Um, mm. You know, and screw can, the men's and just focus yeah. on the women's, right? We can only hope. Um, so. Next up, shall we talk about South Africa, India? Uh, What's there to talk about? Well, there's just this kind of interminable <laughs> series of, I mean, you were talking about meaningless one-day matches. The one-day, the 50-over series has concluded India won that. 5-1. Uh, 5-1, yeah. And, and actually, I mean, I was surprised. I didn't think India would, would, would do so well. I think, as I mentioned before, it's their first ever international series win in in. South Africa, their leg spinners bowled very well. Um, they seem to have yeah. completely changed their approach to 50 over cricket. That's helped. Yeah. Uh, now there's it's a. Good. It's great. It's great to see. Yeah. They smash them they really. Look good. Yeah, they look good, India, in, one, in, in 50 over cricket at the moment. Uh, and then the T20s are on, and actually. It's one all. It's one all, uh, and India don't look quite so good in the T20s because they're not, they just don't seem capable of getting over 200 regularly. Um, they just always seem to get around yeah. 180, 190. See, I was, I was talking about the top seven of Australia. I think the Indian top six, they have good batsmen, but they don't have smashers. So I, I think it's a bit like what happened with, with ODIs during the, I think it was 86 World Cup, right? When everyone, when everyone thought before 280 was a good score, right? 96. And then, and then, of, and then of course... 96, yeah, World Cup. Yeah, 96, sorry. Yeah. Of course, not that old. <laughs> That's not long ago. But you know, and then and then the way people approach the game was like, well, three hundred plus is a good score, and I, I think it's the same thing in T Twenty now. It seems to be that two hundred is now a par score, unless you've got a shocking pitch. Um, yeah, that, you're right. It's getting higher and higher, and so you have to have people who can clear the boundary, right? Yeah, you're right. Um, it's you know that's the way the game evolves. I think you're you're more. I think you're more or less right about the Indian top six. I mean, I'd argue that the openers are. You know, Shikhar Dhawan and Rohit Sharma are capable of hitting big, but but they're not the kind of players that, that can just go from the start. Um, and then for whatever reason, they've brought back Suresh Raina. You know, he's just like he's like one of these one of these insects you just can't kill. Did he did he, did he go to um, Coley's wedding as well? Maybe I, I would imagine so because he's he. Well, actually, no, he's very good friends with MS Dhoni. In fact, there was a story oh. that emerged where it turned out that, that Suresh Raina answers MS Dhoni's phone. Because <laughs> apparently MS Dhoni doesn't have a phone or can't be reached by phone. And whenever he needed to be reached by phone, he would tell people, just call Raina. Sounds like you. <laughs> just, yeah, call yeah, yeah. My, just call yeah. my man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. My know. man will, will, will take exactly. the phone call for you. Although, you know, the fact that MS Dhoni, uh, his, his international teammate, is also his kind of his, his valet, you know, that, I think that's probably <laughs> his valet. <laughs> probably unique. Speaking of valets yeah. um, and weddings, I see that um, Aaron Finch is getting married just before the IPL, and actually he's going to miss the first match. But oh. the MC of his wedding will be Glenn Maxwell. Oh, and is, is Stephen that Smith would be, invited? I'm not sure if he's invited. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> really? What's I love looking is that at these both... things, because you can see a lot in terms of dynamics, <laughs> team dynamics. I think we need to look at Finchie's wedding, wedding, wedding uh, guest list 
Um, but both of them, I thought, are giving up one match in the IPL worth about two hundred thousand US dollars just to be uh, just to get married. Um, yeah, so, but, so but Darren, as wedding. you know, you can't put a price on love. You, you can't. Yes, you can't. So how 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 dare I? Um, so I would love to see Glenn Maxwell script at that wedding. Um, I think it'd be, he'd be quite funny as an MC. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe it would be a disaster. I recall reading um, Martin Crowe's, uh, of course, sadly, sadly departed, Martin yes, Crowe's autobiography um, uh, a long time ago, actually, because uh, he wrote it a long time ago. This is kind of in the 90s. And there was a story in there about how he had made a speech at his, I think it was his brother's wedding, and it was, just, it was just an aside in his autobiography, but he said, I had made a speech at my brother's wedding and it didn't go down very well, so I had left the country for a while. And I thought, that's a pretty bad speech if you have to leave the country. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff Crow at Jeff's wedding. I think it must have been Jeff's wedding, yeah. So let's hope that um, Glenn Maxwell's speech is, is at least better than, than Martin Crow's was. He probably made, he was probably making fun of Jeff Jeff's batting ability. Well, um, you know Martin Crow, great player that he was. He was he, he had a habit of putting his foot in his mouth, so I, it d- didn't surprise me massively. Um, okay, so back to the cricket. Yeah, back to cricket. Uh, let's not preview South Africa Australia on this episode because that's going to take a lot of manpower, I imagine, <laughs> to discuss. Um, okay. There's a, there's a lot. To discuss there, I think I think it'll be a, a fantastic series. Be two of the best fast bowling sides in the world, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it'll be it'll be fascinating, uh, and a, a good test for Australia going to going to South Africa, where where their their bowlers are bowling bowling very well. Um, what about England versus New Zealand? So England's what about winter, it? Winter or summer tour, depending on how you see it, rolls on. Um, it's 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 kind of settled down now. It's it, you know there's not quite the level of scandal uh, which we were hoping for, um, but of course the Ben Stokes story continues to roll on. He does he have a court date yet? I, I'm not entirely sure, but but obviously interesting, isn't it? Um, you know I, I saw these reports this morning saying that he's not fit, that they might not rush him back. I mean, what do you mean he's been around cricket for ages? He's fit as hell. He's been netting. He's been playing in New Zealand, I believe, for a local club. So why wouldn't he be ready to play? He's already they've named him in the squad, right? So obviously he's done his penance with with the uh, with the board. He's fine. So just play him. I actually fancy New Zealand. Um, I think they've got some really good limited overs players. Uh, they're at home. You know, if you yeah. look at the, you know, Trent Bolt is, is, is bowling well, ish, ish so that he's been called up to the 50 over yeah. team. Um, he has. You know, Martin Guppy is, is in form. Oh, Guppy. Yeah, and so. Colin Munro uh, is playing in the PSL, I see, though. I saw his name in the PSL, so I'm not sure if he's playing in this one day series as well, but he's a, um, he's, he's a real monster. Yeah, I think he's just 20 overs, isn't he? So Ben Stokes has. You're right. Ben Stokes has linked up. He's he is cleared. Yeah, I suppose they they're gonna look at whether they want to to rush him back. Uh, I think you're right. They probably need to rush him back. He, he makes a huge difference to that team. 
he, he hasn't been in the team for six months already. What's the what's the rush? Just put him back in, right? If he's fit, give him a go. And there's probably no better place to bring him back than is against New Zealand. I would have thought. Are, are you suggesting that that New Zealand is, is is an easy kind of is an easy sort of reintroduction to, to cricket? <laughs> a leisurely reintroduction. Um, as an aside, though, I did see some other news out of New Zealand where. Oh yeah, a man was the bowler was hit in the head, and the actual ball went for six. Um, yeah, so tell us about this because um, I, I saw the video, and uh, I'm not sure who uh, the players were. It was it was Jeet Jeet Raval, I think. Jeet Raval. Uh, who yes. was the bowler who was hit in the head? A- Andrew Ellis, I believe. Wow, and um, um, I mean, you know, it's no much as we can. You know, we could we could make a joke about skull thickness. Concussion is no laughing matter. You know, it is a serious business. It really is not. And I was amazed that he passed the concussion tests and was cleared to continue playing. I think Jeet Ravel after the game said, well, you know, he's a Canterbury boy. He's a right. tough nut. Um, he's a t- he, he does have a tough nut. He got absolutely scorned too, right in the front of the head. No, it wasn't, know, it wasn't a know, you know, glancing yeah. blow. <laughs> it, it, was, it was like it he terrible. was hit square in the head and then it went for six as well, which is just... That's right. Just remarkable. And actually, I mean, yeah, it, we is, have. it is an issue. It is, it is uh, you know, we're, we're aware of uh, skull injuries from other sports, right? I think, obviously, American football, um, it's, it's been a huge issue. Uh, rugby, it's yes. becoming an increasing issue. Even um, football, uh, heading the ball, there are many questions yes, about whether absolutely. heading a football is, um, is, is going to do lasting damage. Now, cricket doesn't have some of the same problems because obviously you're not regularly heading a cricket ball and it rarely happens. Um, but you do get, but you do get hit in the helmet and that can actually injure your head, even if it's just a helmet. Yep. Right. And we, you know, we, we, we've seen that even with these new modern helmets, which are very good, I'm sure and give you a lot of protection. Um, there's still the potential for, for injury. I've actually been hit on the head by a cricket ball. Uh, yeah, I was knocked uh, out when I was when I was a junior in cricket. I was fielding at short leg without a helmet. Oh goodness! And I me. Turned, that explains a lot, I, Darren. <laughs> and I turned I turned against the guy who who was playing a pull shot. It smacked me right in the back of the head, and I woke up on the side of the field. And I said, "Did I catch it? Did you have any concussion tests? I guess not in those days. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, me neither. I, I got played. I got hit in the back of the head. I was trying to steal. I think it was one of those ones where I was going for like the third run, and this really long throw. A really long throw came in from the boundary and just tonked me on the back of the head. Ouch. And, uh, and then they ran me out. Can you believe it? The gore. <laughs> <laughs> I would have ran you out too, of course. The gore no on the fielding that. side. Um, and of course, yeah, I didn't get any concussion tests. I was very groggy. I remember that. And it was, it was a strange... It was just, it, life has been strange ever since, really. Um, yeah, but no, we, we shouldn't. We, we shouldn't. The head in cricket. Yeah, but no, I'm sure. I'm, the thing is, I'm sure we're not unique. You know, I'm sure many people have. I am guessing that youngsters nowadays have much more protection. I think we know they do. I don't know. I'm not sure we'll see bowlers or fielders with you know regularly wearing helmets, but it's. Um, I don't think so either. No, I think it's still a freaky thing. You see umpires now, though. Increasingly, umpires are wearing helmets. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't um, surprise, especially in T20. I mean, really, they need to. They need, and not just helmets. I mean, they should be in kind of. Like the ice hockey or baseball kind of umpires. You see them with the full body armor. Um, okay, so broadcasting rights quickly. Uh, yes. India's broadcasting rights is up for renewal. 
It is, of course, one of the biggest broadcasting rights deals in the world. This is just Indian cricket, does not include the IPL, which on its own is a massive. Um, yes. Is, 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 is massive. I mean, I think people are expecting it to increase. The interesting thing, I guess, is actually that the um, Australian cricket rights are up for renewal as well. Uh, and I suppose the question there is around whether the BBL, which has been a huge success, uh, will, re- will remain uh, free to air. Uh, what do you think, first of all? Because there's, there's talk that the, the two broadcasters who have the rights now, is it nine and ten? I think, Correct. Yeah, I think there's talk that they will not they will not renew, and so you're looking at two other yes. two other stations. Foxtel, I think, is one of them, and, and yeah, and Optus. And, and Optus. Perhaps. Foxtel seems to be quite aggressively going for it, which is Fox Sports, right? And is that free to air or not for the BBL? Would that be free to air? It's not. It's not free to air. Right. But there's a, there's a clause in the contract that will say even if Foxtel or or a you know paid TV subscriber actually buys the rights, then they have to offer those rights to the terrestrial broadcasters to, at free-to-air of the international games. So, so all the international games need to be free-to-air. But the, of, course the, yeah, of course, the big one is the BBL, right? So I think they sold the BBL rights, which seemed very, very low to me, in 2013 for 20 million a season, um, which seems to be a pretty good deal. But they're looking probably to triple that now to 60 million a season or so. Um, and the overall rights of cricket in Australia were sold for 590 uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And now they're hoping to raise about a billion dollars for those. Wow. So that's a big, steep increase. Okay. So basically, and Sutherland, James Sutherland, will have to decide, like the English Cricket Board had to decide, between the money or the exposure. When it comes to the BBL. That's correct. We saw which way England went and the impact. Although in England it was all international cricket, so it's, it's quite different. This is just the BBL. Um, but it, it would be a problem, right, if the BBL was, was not on free-to-air? I think it's a problem for the BBL, big time. I think if the BBL goes to um, Foxtel only, I think it's going to have a huge plummet in popularity. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you, you know, I've said, said this a couple of times, when you're back in Australia during the summer, it's kind of like everybody has it on in the background of their homes or in the bars or wherever you go because mm. it's free to air. It's, it's on everywhere and people sort of, you know, you, you don't engage it ball by ball, but you get into it. It's on the background as you're chatting, having a beer or whatever, and it's sort of everywhere. It's pervasive. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I think it goes to Foxtel, you know, it's gonna, it's, the subscribers will be way less. The audience will be much lower. And I just think it's going to lose something for sure. I'd agree. I mean... Although, you know, the money is, is very handy for developing the game too, right? It's just a, 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 different, a different, equation. different equation. I mean, sure yeah, is. you're right. The BBL is it's 20 million. And you compare that, the IPL is 508 million. Um, yeah. So they, there's, there's it's crazy, right? Huge disparity. Indian cricket uh, is a, was 125 million um, for the last consolidated rights package. They are going to e-auction it which uh, which will be very transparent, very transparent. Right. Um, so we'll be able to see what everyone is bidding. Star. Is it star that has the rights now? Yes, it is. Of course. Star TV has the rights now. Any other business? We did have some feedback, though, which we can oh, talk about. Of course. How could I forget? We got our first review from Hong iTunes. Kong Guna. 
or HK Guna. Hong Kong Guna, Guna yes. Someone who I, I may, in fact, know. Um, a gentleman by the name of Tim Gilkison. Actually, uh, I used to work for Tim's company a long time ago. You did? Yeah, I think they went from strength to strength once I left. Actually, uh, that, that was kind of... The... They probably did an IPO as well, did they? They all made big bank after you left. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I think that was the kind of seminal moment in their history once I, once I exited. Um, but yes, so very, a, a huge thank you to Tim. And there will be a prize of some description coming your way. Thank you for the, for the review and, in fact, for the positive rating. Uh, I think we actually now have, have multiple ratings. So thank you all. Please do rate and review us on iTunes. And please do keep the feedback coming in. I think we were, we were nicer to, to uh, New Zealand cricket this week. So we're, we're making progress there. We, we were. <laughs> we're to find somebody else to pick on. And we'll be back next week. Thank you all. All right. Bye.